0: Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Get ready for a very different, vulnerable and uncensored conversation with Dr. Anthony Mattis and his amazing guests. They'll be sharing the powerful tools of access consciousness that have helped thousands of people all over the world to create change in every area of their lives.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Anthony Mattis. Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Today's conversation is going to be with my very good friend, Andrea Toth, and the topic of the day is Happiness Talks.
0: Hello, everybody. Hello, Anthony. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for being here and accepting my invitation to Happiness Talks. You are my fourth guest this week, so it's my pleasure.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for inviting me.
0: And yes, what a surprise. My first question is to you, what is happiness for you? <laughs> what does it mean to you? And how are you with this topic usually? Yeah,
1: well, that's a <laughs> that's a great, great uh, question. You know, it's like, for me, I I've spent the majority of my life struggling to find happiness. And, um, you know, just always seemed like every time, I would get my life moving, something like catastrophic would happen or, or it seemed like ever since I was a little child that there was so much drama and trauma that surrounded my, my life, my family's life. And then when I started going to school, I didn't really quite fit in academically. So there was always a struggle there. And so I felt like my whole life, I was actually fighting to be normal, which is Mm -hmm. interesting, right? (laughs) and (laughs) so I was fighting really hard to be normal average and real and so you know the only things that I remember that I actually had going for me when I was younger was I was you know I was a good athlete I played sports I was kind of you know relatively successful in that area and you know and I had some friends and so but it was like I felt very insecure I felt like I wasn't good enough uh, I had a lot of judgment about my body and how I looked, you know, so on and so forth. So it really wasn't until Access Consciousness where I actually started to find happiness. And it was after, it was after the children's mother died from suicide. And, um, you know, to think that that is something that we have gone through as a family and to see where we are today it's a miracle. You you wouldn't even know that that type of tragedy happened to my family. Uh, my kids are now 20. My oldest is 20. My second is 18. And my, my youngest is 12. And uh, you, you wouldn't, if you were to meet us, you would be like, did that, some, did that really happen to your family? You would never know, you know? And so, and that's just because of the tools of access consciousness. And I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life.
0: Can I ask when happened this? Was it before access or after access?
1: No, it was before access. She had, she had, um, you know, when I, when I met the children's mother, you know, he, he, the, he, within the first hour of meeting her, she told me she had, you know, bipolar disorder, also known as manic depression. And at that time, I was, you know, a holistic chiropractor and I was very much into metaphysical work and all that. And I really believed that if she started to incorporate you know, like a holistic lifestyle and studied, you know, things that are beyond what this reality teaches you that, that it would keep her stable. And, and it actually did for a short while and without medicine too, but then, um, you know, and then she had the episodes and then we decided to get into church and we went, we actually, then we went to, had a guru from India for about two years. And that was a really wonderful experience for me. But then she had her second bipolar episode, which was interesting. And then I remember going to the guru and I said, why is she going crazy? We're we're practicing all your techniques that are supposed to balance the energies. And and his comment to me was that he was surprised that she was living a normal life to begin with. And I'm like, that's not what a guru is supposed to say. A guru is supposed (laughs) to say, oh, maybe she has dark energies. And if she does these techniques, maybe they'll balance her energies and she'll go back to normal. And so I lost hope. And then... Then I decided, which is interesting, it's sort of like the opposite of what people choose. Then I decided to go to church.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And um, so I went to a non-denominational Christian church that was a little bit different than like Catholicism or Methodist or, you know, Presbyterian. It was sort of a like e- evangelical church where people prayed in tongues they um, believed of uh, in the gifts of prophecy, so it was a little more exciting than your typical church. Um, so, so I was interested, you know. And 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 believe it or not, it actually reunited our family for five and a half years. And she was sane, stable, sober, and um, with no meds. And we thought she was healed. I mean, we were like, "Yay, Jesus healed her!" And then, and then what was interesting was that out of nowhere well knowing what i know now now i know it wasn't out of nowhere but at the time it felt like it was out of nowhere she started to show the symptoms again Mm -hmm. and she was sort of in denial of it but i knew right away because i remember what it was like the other time and then everybody in church was against me they're like she's not sick again you have jesus now and i'm like she is i know she is i you know that's this is my wife i live with her every day i know what the signs are i'm like we're praying every day and nothing's changing you know and um you know it was really rough and then i'll tell you it was like like right before she decided to take her life i'm like why are you trying to kill yourself like just like you're you're opposed to this sort of thing like we have three little children it's like and she's like well i saw a demon <laughs> and i'm like you did where, like running around the house? And she's like, no, it's inside of me. And I'm like, that's not possible. I'm not, that's not possible. As a Christian, you're supposed to be protected. That's what the Bible promises you. And, and yeah. we weren't just Christians like one time per week. We were like hardcore every day. And so I'm like, that's not possible. And so knowing what I know now because of access consciousness, it's very possible. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, if you kill the demon, then you go too. <laughs> just so you know. So you need to be aware of what you're choosing here. And, uh, and then about a week later is when she decided to make that choice. And, and I, remember, I remember getting on my knees and I looked up and I was like, how did this happen? Now I know in the medical world, they're like, well, that's just the nature of the illness. It goes into remission and then it comes back. And the doctors couldn't believe why, like that it came back for no reason. We had no stress this time. Our marriage was better than it ever was. We had no more debt, financial debt. And we had a baby girl that was like two and a half years old. Like we were actually happy. And the symptoms actually started coming. Literally, there was no trigger. Mm
0: -hmm. And the
1: doctors doctors were like, that's not possible. And I'm like, I'm telling you, our life is good. And it was crazy because they're telling her like she needs to make goals for herself and all that. I'm like, this is what we do for a living. We're like life coaches and stuff like that. You're telling her she's got to make goals? Her brain's going crazy right now, and so it was nuts. And then the church at the time was accusing me for studying energy work and my chiropractic practice, and that's why she got sick again because I opened up the door to the devil. So try to be happy under those circumstances. Very Thank difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I remember I got on my knees and I was like, you know, I said, God, I said, you know, for someone who's been studying and trying to get to know you from many different angles, from many different points of view, I have nothing to show for it. I'm a struggling healer, okay? I'm a single father. And, you know, I I don't know anybody that's tried as hard as I have to to have consciousness in my life, to have communion and ease. And yet all I have is unease (laughs) and struggle. And I remember saying, I said, you know what? I'm gonna go outside the box again. There's got to be a modality out there that exists that can, wherever I'm locked up, Wherever I'm stuck, it's beyond my cognitive understanding Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: I went to therapy. I mean, I did everything, Andrea, everything, you name it. I did psychotherapy, psychiatry, uh, social workers, you know, (laughs) metaphysics, breath work, you name it. So I remember saying, I said, God, I'm going to go outside the box. And if I go to hell for it, so be it. I know a lot of people in the church will accuse me anyway because they already did. And I said, because there's got to be a technique out there. There's got to be a modality that can unlock where I'm stuck. That's beyond the conscious and unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And then I remember about three, four months later, I get this email because I get a lot of emails about different healing techniques. And I learned about the bars. This was back in, in uh, January of 2012. And it was a free telecall about the bars access consciousness, the bars. And, you know, they talk about how it deals with these 32 points on your head. And Dr. Dane here, the co-creator of Access Consciousness, talked about how he was suicidal. And after one bar treatment, the thought of him taking his own life, he said it didn't even cross his mind. He actually started to become happy. And I said, okay. And because he was a chiropractor like I was, Mm -hmm. and he was suicidal like my wife was, I was like, I, I need to, I need to explore this. And I did. And I put the children in the car. We went to the first bars class. And in the very beginning, I resisted it a lot, to be honest with you, but the children had so much joy. They laughed and they giggled and they fell asleep and the ease and the joy. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm a lost cause. Maybe I'm too screwed up, but I'm going to keep coming back for them. And mm-hmm. then it was my very third bars class where I thought I was going to get sick, like, okay. And I remember I'm like, how am I going to drive home? And I was driving home with my older son and I woke up the next day and I felt like someone had opened up my brain or my skull, took out my old brain, threw it away and put a brand new brain in my head. And I woke up and I was like, I am happy. Wow. And it was only, it was only 11 months after their mom died. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm like really happy right now. Like what happened? And, and in the night before I was going to throw up all over the place because something was going on, like in my brain because of the bars, because it deals with these bars of energy that run from one side of the brain to the next. And it starts to dissolve all your points of view and considerations and beliefs around money, sadness, joy, your body, sexuality, um, creativity, healing. I mean, you name it. And I remember saying, okay, no modality has ever rocked my world like this one. And for me to feel this joy in my body, only 11 months after their mom died, I need to, I need to keep going to the next, the next level. And so, um, and so I did, I made a commitment. I made a commitment to start doing bars classes in my chiropractic clinic And I just watched people's lives change. I watched people laugh and I watched people, you know, cry. But the crying wasn't because of sadness. The crying was because they were releasing sadness from their body. They were releasing sadness from their universe. And then they had the space of joy. They had the space of happiness. They had the space of choice and possibilities. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm like, this is totally awesome. But it was interesting because like the first year, year and a half, I was fighting with all the different, the church's points of view. Am I dishonoring God? I'm like, oh my God. But I'm like, you know what? I did it the way that they say you're supposed to do it. And, you know, she's dead and my life is a struggle. And so, so be it. So I believe God led me to the work <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's my point of view. And Well, that's my knowing. It's not my point of view, it's my knowing. And uh, I would have to say, I have had miracle after miracle after miracle. And not only that, I have had such a magnitude of awareness around what happened when my late wife had her last bipolar episode. Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: is information that you cannot get in a textbook. This is information that you will not learn in your church, any church in the world. I don't care if you're Christian, uh, Hebrew, Muslim, whatever you don't get this information that that we learn and access consciousness. And so it gave me so much awareness around what she was going through, that was making her synapses and her brain fire out of control. And so I wish we would have had the tools at that time, because I know without a shadow of a doubt we could have saved her life. Um, but you know, so be it. You know, I think the choice that she made led me to Um, access consciousness. And now I've been traveling the world for the last, you know, nine years facilitating all the different tools and access consciousness, the bars, the body processes, the verbal facilitation that we do, the abuse, hold clap, abuse, hold body process. I mean, God, the list goes on and on and on and on, uh, as far as like what's available for people so that they don't have to be stuck with whatever that they have going on. And, um, it's been it's been a gift. It's been a gift to me. It's been a gift to my children. The the the, the children at that time were um, 11, 9, and three. And like I said earlier, now they're 20, 18, and 12. And I can I can't tell you. And they have taken the classes with me. They know how to do the bars themselves. When when they're feeling a little bit off, they're like, Dad, can you run my bars? Or they'll go to a class and they'll meet a practitioner somewhere in the world, wherever they are, and they'll get their bars ran because they know the value of access consciousness, the bars. So I know before the call, you're like, what's the one tool that you use to become happy? The bars, access consciousness, the bars. And um, to me, that if, if I had to get rid of all the other tools and not give <laughs> up one, it would be the bars. Because that's where it all started for me. And that's where I saw, you know, whoa, like, oh my God. It like reset my brain like reset my brain and people need that they're today they're still doing i know i'm talking so much but this is a very passionate topic for me because people are still receiving electric shock treatment really <laughs> for depression yeah i mean that's wow. gotta be one of the most barbaric from my point of view barbaric forms of therapy that exist and they're still doing it today and 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 they're not willing to go outside the box and find something that could be a little bit more gentle you know, it's like, why wouldn't all the hospitals mental No, I, I think
0: I think many right. people think that they have to suffer for change, you know, or if change is hard or la la la.
1: <laughs> well, I know why it's got to do with money because you can't, you know, insurance companies aren't gonna, you know, pay for someone to get their bars ran, and God forbid you create miracles and healing, then people won't need the pharmaceutical drugs and people won't need the electric shock treatments, which is you know. You have big pharma that, that controls and runs all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Can I ask that when you said that after 11 months, you felt that you are happy. What, didn't you feel any guilt or something that, oh, is it allowed to me to be happy after 11 months?
1: That's a great question. And that's exactly the thought that I had <laughs> word for word too. Because I remember driving in my car and I was, I was going to go, I was driving, I was on my way to give a private bar session to someone. And I'm like, wow, like, am I? there was this little voice, like, you're not supposed to be this happy after 11 months, that's not normal. And then I was like, well, how long? And then I literally was like, well, how long am I supposed to suffer for? (laughs) (laughs) And so, and don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was happy and then I stayed happy, right? I had to go through a lot of healing, a lot of healing. And, you know, I didn't really, cause I didn't really have the money at the time. I didn't really get to go to the advanced classes for another year after that experience. You know, by the time I got to the choice of possibilities class, which was called two and three level two and three at that time, it was like maybe two years after my first bars class. So, mm-hmm. so it took me a while to get there. And then I remember being in the choice of possibilities class and that rocked my world. I was like, whoa, I was like, this is intense and and but i was like nothing ever that i had ever done along the way was that intense so i'm like i knew i knew i was in the right place i knew i was going to get the change that i've been looking for and all those other modalities but didn't quite access
0: and if you had to somehow i know we don't like definitions but somehow define happiness what is now for you at the moment is it a space or a state or
1: yes and yes and yes <laughs> you know it is a space it is definitely a space okay because a lot of times like when we're struggling with stuff it's like it's like it's like all we can see is like the struggles right Every no matter where we look it's like the struggles are there right so yeah. one of the gifts that the tools do is like it dissolves those things right and so now you actually have space and you actually have choice which sometimes can be a very vulnerable um state so to speak for people because they're not used to actually having space so a lot of times people freak out and they start to close that space back in so one of the things we learn in access is to learn how to live in the question so it's like when that space is created that's when you want to ask okay what's available to me now that i've not yet chosen right it's like what do i get to choose now because when you have this you feel like you can't choose anything like that's your reason and justification for not choosing right but now access has created the tools have created the space and people are like
0: no space
1: <laughs> you know it's like so they collapse it but it's like no don't do that that's where you want to ask questions and start adding things to your life that were different than before so so it's a space it's um what were the other terms that you used oh yeah well, happiness so it's, it's definitely a space but it's also this sense of possibilities
0: mm. it's a sense
1: of possibilities because when you know that you have possibilities you have hope
0: Yeah.
1: You have hope. I mean, the reason why that, you know, her name was Jessica. The reason why my late wife, Jessica took her life is because she was hopeless. She felt like she was a lost cause. Her point of view was if I, if I did the Jesus thing and all these other modalities and if Jesus doesn't work, well then there's nothing left.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's what the church sort of point of view was anything outside of Jesus is wrong. So she lost hope. But that was just an interesting point of view that, that 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 was impelled in her universe. Okay. And so she was hopeless. And so when someone has the point of view of hopelessness, their point of view is why bother living? Yeah. Okay. So so for me, happiness is possibilities, which is this energy of hope. And 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 also with the fact that you have choice. Cause sometimes when you feel choiceless, right? people who are in abusive relationships, sometimes they feel trapped. Like they feel like they have no way out because maybe the person provides money or maybe the person has gaslighted them so much and brainwashed them to think that without them, they will be nothing. Those are just points of view that are impelled in people's universe. And so what these tools give you is they give you that space of choice and possibilities. And that then you start to go, wait, it's like, like I have that? like I could, I could have that for me and it's like yeah you could have that for you and then the other thing too to me that if we had to put a definition to happiness is when you start to access your unique capacities when you start to access your unique gifts and potencies when you start to see how powerful and potent you are mm-hmm. and then you start to ask the question okay great now that I'm aware of this what can I be and do in the world you know, what can I be and do in the world? What can I contribute to the world? And what what am I actually willing to allow the world to contribute to me? And then, cause access is also about learning how to receive. And then, and if you can't receive you, then what are you gonna be able to receive? So it's like, there's so much to this happiness thing. Wow. And you know, Gary says happiness is just a choice. And it is, but it's like, when you're in that space of choicelessness, <laughs> or at least at the point of view of choicelessness or hopelessness, then you don't feel like you have choice. You feel like you're you're stuck.
0: Yeah, and access people helps people, to change that. Yeah, so many people think that they don't have a choice, actually. So for me yeah. also, I had to go to COP where I realized that, fuck, I have a choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the most liberating feelings in the world and you know to me that's also a part of happiness is when you can have that sense of freedom that sense of space that sense of possibilities that you have choice that you're not stuck that you can literally undo anything in the next 10 seconds and so that to me Is happiness and when you get to wake up every day and be like, hey, what do I, what do I, what would I like to create today? What would I like to add to my life? And and if you're in a really crappy situation, I remember one of my favorite questions to ask is, or two, how does it get better than this?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: what else is possible? So you could be having a real shitty day. Like you're still you're still stuck in that shitty relationship. Ask, what else is possible here that I haven't considered? And keep asking it and keep asking it, and keep asking, and the universe is gonna go, here you go, this is what else is possible. Here you go, this is what else is possible, (laughs) right? And then we have to choose. Like, really, that's possible
0: for me? Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, I like the power of the questions, actually.
1: Yeah, because what you start to learn or what you start to observe is the universe in its own time will start to rearrange itself Mm-hmm. and bring you the things that you're actually asking for. Yeah. Sometimes quick, sometimes it takes a little while, but it it comes eventually.
0: Can I ask how about your children? So how are they with this whole thing at the moment? Because one of great. them is really small, as you have mentioned, just three, so... They are they're great. Play.
1: No, I mean, they're great. I mean, my older sons in the United States Marine Corps, my, my second son, he, did, he graduated high school a year early. So he skipped the grade and he's actually an actor. Mm-hmm. He's been in um, two major motion pictures and he's been in a TV pilot. He was in a short film and he's auditioning for lead and supporting roles in movies. So he's trying to make it into in the, uh, you know, the acting business. And so, I mean, we're a happy family. You, you wouldn't like, like I said, if you were to just come to our house, you would be like, that happened to you guys and now now keep in mind when when my oldest went through you know his changes puberty and became a teenager you know he he went through his struggles a little bit because my oldest um you know he was eight months old when i met his mother so Mm -hmm. he, he he wasn't my biological son but you know i adopted him but he wasn't my biological son like the other two and so and he never met his biological father And so when his mother chose to take her life, he went through this phase of like, like, everybody abandoned me. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so he went through some struggles and stuff like that. And you know, that was not easy. But thank God for the tools of access. Thank God for Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, because he was actually there for me personally, and my family personally. And we got a lot of facilitation from him. And it really, you know, it it helped us to get through some of those dark times, you know, but as you know, we all have to kind of go through, especially as teenagers, we have to find our own way, you know, and so, you know, as a parent, you know, you try to protect your children, right? You try to prevent harm from happening them, or you try to prevent them from making bad choices. But as you know, choice creates awareness. So it's like you have to give them the space to choose. As hard as it is, you have to give them that space to choose to fall on their faces, which not easy if you're a very controlling person, like I
0: am. mm And usually people in access, yes, are (laughs) control (laughs) freaks. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So if you should offer something for those who are in this you especially in these times with corona shit and la 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 what what would you offer them just bars or
1: well you know it's like how does it get better than this you know mm-hmm. like really ask it universe how does it get better than this show me mm-hmm. uh what else is possible here you know i mean ask it ask it like 12 times a day when you start to feel negative about what's going on with all these restrictions and the whole pandemic and everything uh what else is possible universe here what you know how does it get better than this show me show me something beautiful today um there are bars practitioners literally what over 170 something different countries just click on your city click on your country and find a bars practitioner have them come to your house and run your bars um Start receiving that way, or the body processes too. So that's what I would say is the first step. And then you could also take a whole lot of classes online. You could actually learn the bars online right now. Yeah. Which I think being in person is way better. But you know, you know, uh, there's nothing to really be afraid of with this whole COVID thing. I mean, like you know, only 0.01 percent of the people actually die from it. So <laughs> it's like you know, uh, look at the facts um you know so go and get your bars ran that I, I would have to say that but there's classes you can take online and you know get to a foundation class as soon as you possibly can it'll it'll change your life forever
0: yeah it's one of my favorite classes <laughs> yeah it's amazing thank you anthony i like i like the way you have uh, explained this and it's really interesting that everybody can give different uh, points yeah. of views and aspects So thank you for being here and have an awesome day. And thank Thank you for everybody watching
1: us. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more about Anthony, please come visit DrAnthonyMatters.com. And if you'd like to know more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com.